Welcome to the Farmer's Voice. I'm Alan Watts with Kentucky Farm Bureau. On today's edition of the Farmer's Voice, we visit with Kyle Skidmore from Bullock County. Kyle, tell us about your farming operation. I'm kind of a first-generation full-time farmer. Dad always wanted to do it on the side a little bit and uh, wanted to get into something a little different back in the early 90s, and, and he uh, stumbled upon Beeflo down at the Kentucky Beef Expo. And next thing I know, my granddad, he and my eight-year-old self were down there at the at the cell one Saturday and bought the last bull through the ring. And uh, it's all been been good since then. We uh, got started with that one bull, and from there just kind of built our way up. Where we got about 150 head of beef low cattle now. Uh, main market we sell about. 25 animals through the meat market every year and then uh, we also sell breeding stock throughout the country i think we've hit 25 different states um over the last i'd say 20 years we've been been branching out across the country outside of outside of kentucky and uh managed to hit about half of them so far if i can get the main 48 that's kind of my goal right now is to hit the main 48 with with cattle coming out of our farm so uh yeah, we just just been kind of going, uh, as growing a little bit at a time. Uh, dad's still working off the farm. He's about to retire. Uh, once he retires, hopefully, that give me a little more help in the hay business and and everything else because we've been been uh, running a little thin the last few years. We got two small boys and and getting them guys hitting the ground and running. Hopefully, they'll be be big enough to help for too long. Um, but yeah, I mean, we just, just been growing. So any other questions? That... That's, yeah, that's a good thing. That's great. So what made you guys choose beef flow? You said you guys kind of like the beef flow. What, what went into choosing beef flow to get started in the beef business like that? So it, it all kind of tied itself together. Um, when, when dad decided to get into the beef flow, he was just looking for something a little bit different than, than your average commercial herd. We had a, a small herd of commercial calves uh half mostly heifers first calf heifers and uh wanted to get something just a little bit different so he was kind of tossed around a few different breeds and and then all of a sudden stumbled upon beef low which wasn't one of the breeds that he was uh, initially throwing around and got to learn a little bit about them and how hardy they were uh, uh leaner leaner meat lower birth weights easier calving altogether. Uh, so that was kind of what drew us into the beef low and then as, as we started uh, getting our first calves on the ground, we would naturally keep our, our heifer calves and get a different beef flow bull and, and try to bump our percentages up. Because uh, I don't know if anybody isn't familiar with beef flow, but uh, a lot of people think it's a 50-50 cross with a bison and a, and a regular bovine, but that's not the case. Uh, your beef flow range between 17% bison and 37.5% bison. And that 37.5% bison is the equivalent of a 3-8 bison, 5-8 bovine cross. So that's your full beefalo. So on our on our beefalo, um, we tried to bump our percentages up a little bit at a time as we could go. But at first, we were just selling our steers at the, at the stockyards. And we did that for a few years. And I remember when I was in high school and college, it was always kind of a crap shoot on what you were going to get whenever you took them to the market because beef aren't really uniformed in color 
Um, you can you can have the same bull and the same cow, have three different colored calves over th- a three year period, and you never know what you're going to get as far as the colors go. But I do remember when I was in college, uh, I believe it was 2006, we took our last load of, of steers and bull calves to the stockyards, and we took a beating on them, and they sold them as commercial Charlie Cross calves, but the prices that they gave us and the reasons that they had marked on there made no sense. I told Dad then, I said, that's my motivation that I needed. Uh, We are not taking anything else from stockyards. And that was 2006, and 16 years later, we have not taken anything else from stockyards. We we started doing our meat business, uh, getting going a little slow at first, but working our way up, and the internet really helped us also on sales because we were able to utilize the our website, Facebook, as far as getting our name out there. We went to the, the national shows that the Beefalo Association put on. We started doing really well. I think we, we hit a, a, a Band here where I think we've got 15 of the last 22 national grand champion bulls uh, titles. So that helped put our name out there too. Also, uh, when you get to advertise your your breeding stock with, with that kind of title behind it, then that really helps too. Um, that makes it a little more desirable for people across the country to, to buy into your, your herd when they, when they have others that are closer. Um, so that's kind of the direction that, that we inadvertently went with the beef low. Um, it gave us an opportunity, being something a little different, a niche market, um, to have that availability when when we decided enough was enough by, by taking the beatings at the stockyards that, that so many other people have probably taken over the years. And uh, we wanted Obviously. to... Yeah, yeah. Wait, I'm sorry. No, I just say I was just gonna say we wanted to to put our price on it and not and not just take whatever they were willing to give us that day. Well, let me ask you this: What organizations are you involved in there in your community? In in our local community, I'm the president of the the Bullitt County Farm Bureau uh, Federation. I think I'm on about my fifth year of that right now. We I've been in on the Farm Bureau board for 20 years now, I guess. I, I came on the board at, at age 18, 38 now. So uh, served through young farmers, competed in a bunch of the contests that young farmers puts on, the discussion meet, um, all that good stuff. Just, you know, trying to trying to do what we could to to push our, our local Farm Bureau and our, our local young farmer program. Uh, wanted to get things that our local uh, county Farm Bureau program does along with the young farmers as we do some scholarships for the high school kids. So we do fundraisers throughout the year to, to try to promote, uh, you know, the scholarship program. And I think the last couple of years we managed to give not full scholarships, but help, help some, a couple thousand dollars each person, I think, for about seven different people every year between the, the young farmers and the, the county Farm Bureau. So that's something that we're pretty proud of uh, is trying to give back to the, the kids and then we also do uh, a little bit of the uh, disaster relief um, 
we weren't able to do a whole lot this year, but we do have a trailer, a cargo trailer that's set up with Farm Bureau uh, emblem or County Farm Bureau emblem on it and everything. And we we're able to uh, hand that trailer over along with a couple of checks to one of our fifth district state directors. And he took care of getting a couple of loads put on it and, and hauled down to the tornado victims. So, um, we were a little tied up. I was, I was tied up at the time with the newborn and couldn't really get out of the house and do too much. But, um, he was able to kind of step in and help out where we usually try to, try to get in and help during those disasters and stuff. Oh, very good. What, so tell me what are some of your big struggles on the farm there, Kyle? Big struggles on the farm. Right now where we're at, just outside of Louisville, uh, we're the next county south of, of Jefferson County, which is Louisville. And we are turning into the industrial the industrial park capital of the world over here. There are just buildings going up left and right. Houses going up on other places. I mean, I can just drive down the road and point at subdivisions and, and industrial buildings that, that I've ran a tractor across. Um, that, that not that long ago was a was a farm, uh, and it's just farmlands depleting at a rapid rate around here, and it's really hard to get a hold of anything um, to to pick up the lease or whatnot. Which we just do cattle and, and hay. Um, we don't have any row crops, but even just with the cattle and hay, trying to keep enough ground to sustain 150 head of, of cows is, is pretty pretty rough right now. Um, between that and just the, the overpopulation of non-farming, uh, I guess, people that just have been removed from the farm so many generations that have no clue that you're going as fast as you can on an 18-mile-an-hour tractor, and they think you need to get out of their way. Um, you know, just dealing with that throughout the, the summer months and spring and fall when we're out there trying to get, get hay done, get everything moved, it's just, that, that's become a, a real burden, uh, something that we got to really watch out for. And, and uh, just, just people uh, that have just been removed from the farm too far and, and – and the the depletion of the, the land is our two biggest issues where we're at. I mean, you always got got equipment costs and and that to, to deal with. Um, so I mean, it's it's not for the faint of heart, but uh, the farm you got to love it because you don't have any days off. If it's snowing, you still got to go do which, what needs to be done and. If it's flooding like it is today, you still got to go take care of business. Um, you can't say, well, it's a little damp out there today. I think I'll sit in the house. That's, that's definitely not an option. Let's turn around the other side, Kyle. What do you, what do you love about farming? Why do you, why do you enjoy doing it every day? Well, some days I got to talk myself into it, but, uh, I think it's seeing the finished product, uh, seeing that, Seeing that calf, hit, well, I guess it wouldn't be the finished product, but seeing that calf standing beside that cow that that uh, you've taken care of and, and you've produced produced several generations back on on both the mother and the father side of that animal, and uh, you can basically sit there and and remember when when you had each one of those animals on your farm 
on that's on a pedigree. That's something I enjoy being able to see them, you know, go through a show ring and and be be crowned their grand champion or or reserve grand champion or just you know see if they're one of the best ones of their breed in, in the whole show. That's that's rewarding for me. Um, also, just getting to to circle the field on the tracker with uh with you know nobody really out there bugging too much. That that's kind of a lot of people think think. Uh, golfing or something like that is kind of their their relief. Well, I guess cutting hay for me is where where I find my relief at. Yeah, be special bringing your family up on the farm there too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, we got got uh, two month old and a two year and two month old little boys, and and they uh, they love. I had had the two month old on the skids here for the first time yesterday, and. He was smiling from ear to ear, and the, the two-year-old, if, if he sees a skiss here, he's got to go get on it. If he sees a tractor, he's got to go get on it. And uh, he just loves loves being on all the equipment. And uh, I can't wait till they're big. Well, I can't wait because they're growing up too fast already. But I uh, can't wait till they're out there helping me, you know, running the tractor by themselves and everything. And, and they get to grow up on the farm like I did and, and learn the, the value of hard work. And and not having anything handed to them. That's that's kind of what what my goal is is for having the farm and trying to maintain everything is to have them to grow up on the farm too and get to have the same opportunities that I had. And uh, if they want to keep farming when they get to the point to make their decision, and they can. If they don't, then at least they got that experience and the knowledge, and, and they know where the feed comes from. Our guest today, Kyle Skidmore from Bullitt County. I'm Alan Watts for Kentucky Farm Bureau.